Welcome to the Barry Trammell Show, and it's Red River Week, and that means it's all things Texas Longhorns. And Chris Del Conte, athletic director at UT, joins us. Chris, welcome to the show. And let me ask you, does this week feel any different? Does OU Texas feel any different with the way things have gone in the last couple of years? You guys joining together, moved to the SEC last year in the Big 12. Does this one feel different? It actually really doesn't feel any different, to tell you the truth. You think about Donnie Duncan and DeLos Dodds, they were dear friends. Uh, you go back to the formulation of the Big 12, it was those two guys in the room. So the, this move and the, and the relationship with OU and Texas have, or Texas and OU have, it's been, it's been, it's been great. It's been there for years and years. In fact, I was just looking at a, uh, at a uh, picture the other day of DKR uh, teaching Barry Switzer the, the wishbone. Uh, way back in the early 70s. So it's pretty funny how uh, things uh, just stay the same and we just keep on moving. Well, you talk about the, the business relationship. And, of course, you and Joe Castiglione, uh, personal friends, go back a long way. Was was this an easy transition for the two of you to work together to make this move to the SEC? Uh, you know, I mean, Joe's actually been a mentor of mine. He tried to hire me several times throughout my career and uh, my, my my first job at rice was because he made a call my second job at tcu is because he make a call i didn't i didn't call him when i was taking the texas job but uh i've had many many conversations with him we talk almost every day um we've been you know since 1998 uh, uh we've been very very close uh we've gotten closer over the years uh obviously but uh dear dear friend and this move is really uh when when something's like these happen, uh, you have to be in lockstep. And uh, we were in lockstep. President Harris is a phenomenal individual. He's very close to our president. I think the two schools being tied together uh, in, the, in, in this transition has been phenomenal. Well, the, uh, it's been going on around about 26 months since we knew about the news. You guys had been talking to the SEC uh, sometime before that. Um, you've gotten now you get to sit in on the meetings, I assume most of them and get to know your peers. Uh, what's the curiosity in the SEC about the about the Red River game? How much how much do they quiz you and Joe uh, about the, this unique rivalry that you have in Dallas? You know, it's interesting. A lot of the ADs have it's not like they've just been at Alabama the whole time. Uh, Greg Burns daddy was the AD at A&M. He was also the AD at uh, Nebraska. So Scott uh, Strickland, good friend, he's at AD at Florida, was at the AD at, we used to work at Baylor. So a lot of the ADs within uh, 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 the SEC conference have a, a Big 12 footprint in their history. So this is not unusual to them. I think the, the SEC office is excited about this game, the opportunity, no different than the, the game, Georgia-Florida game. Uh, uh, it, it's a great game. We know it's a national game. It's one of the all-time storied rivals. Um, I would argue it's the greatest rival. Some will say Ohio State, Michigan. I'll tell you, it's Texas OU. Um, in the state fair, in the setting it is, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. You mentioned, you mentioned the state fair. You know, I've been around a long time, and peaks and valleys in terms of people getting sort of in a lather about uh, moving the game. At one point, uh, let's go to campus. A lot of moved, let's go to the campuses. At one point, after Jerry Jones built his palace, hey, let's move to Arlington. Uh, I don't hear much anymore about about moving this game. Uh, it's pretty minimal. What's on the Texas side of things? What kind of 
feedback do you get on the on what your fans and your donors want from the future of this game? Well, and I'll say this. I think OU has not been on Texas soil since 1922. I believe we have not been on OU soil since 1921 or 23. It's one of those two years back and forth. It's the tradition of college football. It is spectacular having it there, having it around the State Fair. What I really love about it is Fair Park and the city of Dallas are committed to making some significant improvements to the stadium, which they should. It's a stadium not only used one time a year. It's it's a stadium in a place that's used many times throughout the year, and they're committed to make some significant improvements to the stadium and excited about that. If Jerry Jones would have had his druthers, that sta- his stadium would have been there. But for a mayor, it got moved, right? But he thought he was moving to, to that particular location instead of Arlington way back in the day. So for us, we know it's the right location. The city and the, and, and, and the community are, are committed to making some significant improvements to the stadium for the infrastructure because you got egress issues. You just got a lot of concession issues. you got bathrooms, everything that you just need to modernize that stadium. They're committed to fixing. We're excited about that, and uh, on, and we're in ongoing negotiations to see where we land. What do, what do you personally like best about that weekend and that game in Dallas? Oh, the pomp and circumstance is phenomenal. I mean, for me, when I first uh, uh, when I was at TCU, I never went to the. I had never been to the State Fair. I had just never gone over and I, I'd watched the game on TV or bits and bits, but I made sure that TCU wasn't at home uh, when, when that game was being played because I wanted all eyes to be on TCU, not on, on uh, OU Texas or Texas OU. So I always try to get a game. I always wanted us out of town. Uh, uh, so then when we were on the road, we had all eyes on us. So it was interesting uh, to go there and just watch 300,000 people wearing burn orange, or, or 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 crimson. It was. It's a cool. It's is it cherry and cream or is it crimson? You know, I never quite get the answer. What it is? Crimson, crimson and cream. Crimson and cream. All right, Barry. Just to let me know. Well, <laughs> when when you think uh, about the importance of this game, I don't know that people realize uh, sort of the uh, the marketing value of this game. It's not just how much money you sell tickets. Uh, what you what you get from the city of Dallas? It's much more than that in terms of uh, the donor relations uh, for a week, virtually a week long festival in Dallas uh, with student recruiting, all those things. How important is this uh, game just to the to the widespread university mission? I, I mean, I, and I think that the idea is just a tradition history. I think OU might be a little bit different because the population base of DFW. For them to recruit students to Oklahoma is, a, a lot, is critical for them. For us, well, we had 70,000 applications last year for 7,000 spots. We're arguably one of the top uh, top five premier public institutions in the country. So academically, uh, uh, University of Texas is on, uh, on a pedestal with Cal, uh, Michigan, North Carolina. We're different, 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 where we're looking at a completely different broad-based uh, uh, student population for OU, it seems to me that, that their recruitment is a lot in the DFW market for students. And I get that. It's just proximity. But for us to tell our story to the world, this is what that game means the most. For us to tell, this is what Texas is. This is who the Texas, the state of Texas, it's in our state fair. This is our history. We can go all the way back to the founding fathers of our history. 
to us. And it's our colors, our brand, our fight song against Oklahoma's colors fight song. Majority of Oklahoma students come from the state of Texas in terms of their student body makeup. You know, when you have 25,000 students, there's not enough people in the state of Oklahoma to fill up Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. They got to come recruit from Texas in terms of student body. You can say the same thing for Arkansas. We're roughly 35 million people in the state of Texas. So our students are going to go everywhere. But you always want them to come home to Texas. And you want them to see that flag and you want them to see that star and say, hey, I may go to school there, but I'm going to reside here. You, you talk about the, the tradition. Uh, we're coming up on in, in 1920, uh, I'm sorry, 2029, 100-year anniversary of consecutively playing in Dallas. Um, that's older than the Masters and older than a lot of things that we hold dear in, in tradition. How much do you worry that college football is casting aside a lot of its traditions, uh, whether it's rivalries? You and Texas A&M soon will renew a rivalry that was interrupted um, how much do you worry that that some traditions have gone by the wayside and how much do you want to make sure that certain traditions like this one are preserved? You know, it's interesting, Barry, and I've always said that about Texas not playing A&M. It always bothered me. I love the fact that the water cooler conversations all year and it's us against you, the traditions of families that were that that, that argued over their, their home institution and uh, when we were making this transition, it was critical that that Texas and OU were together, uh, and this and this game is 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 critically important. But the relationship is critically important. Us going back to the to the to the uh, SCCs for a lot of our older fan base, it's all about Arkansas. Remember, Frank Borrell's retired the same day Daryl did on at, at Texas Memorial Stadium. They retired the same day in 1976 after that game. For a lot of our fan base, there's so much history with Arkansas. For us to renew that uh, is going to be fantastic. Almost 50% of Arkansas student body comes from the state of Texas. So these these things really matter for us to play a and I, I think rivalries should be preserved in the best ways possible. But I'll also say this. Conference shifts have been happening since the dawn of time. You know, you had the Southwest Conference, then went to the Big 12. You had moves left around moving. You had Arizona was in the Border League. Then they went to the Pac-12, and now they're in the Big 12. South Carolina, Arkansas, you can see all these schools have moved. Tulane was in the SEC. Maryland was a founding father of the ACC. Evolution's going to happen, and new traditions are going to be formed. But you and I are at the age where we still harken back to Nebraska playing OU. On Thanksgiving, that was a massive game. Was that always a Thanksgiving game? Oh, you in Nebraska was it earlier? Not always, but but many years. Yeah. Many years, you know. So I, I get it, and, and uh, uh, it, things happen. But uh, the, the the things that we can do uh, uh, as, as we continue to grow our our our, our enterprise, uh, it's always good. And I, and I tell you this: I love the fact that Baylor always played uh, TCU when I was at TCU. That game had been played for hundreds and hundreds of years and at times they didn't get to play but when they did i did appreciate it you don't have to play every year you know but us not playing in them i've been bummed about it but uh you know we've they've they, they've also had a uh there's a one time when auburn didn't play alabama for 40 years mm-hmm. remember that 40 That's years right. 
when we uh, when we look at this rivalry, this the Longhorns and the Sooners, um, 1996, the Big 12 forms. OU and Texas going to be in the same conference for the first time in you know 80 years. People said, how will this affect the game? Doesn't seem to have affected the game much uh, when they became conference mates. Do you expect the game to really not change starting next season when when they are uh, brothers in the SEC? I don't think the game the, – the, the, the game is always going to be what it is. It's one of the greatest games in college football history. And, I, and, I, and I'll compare it to – some people will compare it to the uh, – like I said, the Michigan-Ohio State game. This game, two states in the Texas State Fair, the history of that, not being played for almost 100 years. I have not played at Oklahoma for, since 1922. Think through how long that is. I think we're celebrating the Cotton Bowl in 1929, but we've never had that OU in our soil forever in terms of in Austin. These are great history, the history of the coaches. That, that's never going to change. Going to a new conference, new logo on our jersey, we're going to be excited about playing uh, uh, those schools, but right now our feet are firmly planted in the Big 12. Focus on today, not next year, but the game will only be amplified because of the league you're in. The, uh, the Sooners are a little bit fortunate, perhaps. The Big 12 schedule came out. Uh, they've got two – I'm sorry, they got four Big 12 road games. Two of the four games are against newcomers to the league, which means the, uh, the angst and uh, the vitriol that may be uh, reserved for teams leaving the conference uh, is going to be minimal. Only two, Kansas and Oklahoma State um, – much has been made about how Texas will be treated on the road this year. Um, you've taken a stiff upper lip and said it really doesn't matter. But uh, how do you expect the Longhorns to be sort of uh, sent out uh, as they leave the Big 12? No different, Barry, in our move to the, to the Southeastern Conference. They've blamed us. They haven't blamed anybody else but Texas. The visceral from your writings have been to Texas. That's so why I'm glad you're doing videos now. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's, it's just the way it is. It's the nature of the beast. Uh, um, you know, we're playing all four schools in the state of Texas. We get that. Uh, with this year, we don't play OSU or West Virginia. Understand, we got BYU at home and we got to go to Houston. So uh, um, um, I understand. We understand what the university is. Um, we understand the brand of the University of Texas, and this is why we have, we just have to handle what we have to handle. But on a national scale, the, the, the two institutions are just different. And the visceral is going to be different when it comes to this program. When, when you guys are, are in meetings, um, whether it's Big 12, SEC, doesn't matter. Um, it appears to me that Oklahoma and Texas have worked together. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, they've worked together well for, for common purposes. Do you expect that to happen even more when you go to the SEC and you're sort of, you know, the new kids on the block? Um, they're the only people, this, despite some potential personal relationships, I mean, you're the two that, that might have to stick together to, uh, to help each other out. Do you, do you expect that relationship to, to grow stronger? You know, I mean, I, like I said, Donnie Duncan, the lost dots were best friends. They, they worked in tandem together for years. 
you look at the formation of the Big 12, those two are intimately involved in that that opportunity. So the two programs have been uh, linked uh, for a long, long time on business sides and making sure that that uh, the interests of, of, of the rivalry, and it maybe just stems from the rivalry, it stems from that game, that those things were preserved. DeLoss and Joe were, were dear, dear friends. I mean, Joe Castiglione is, is probably arguably one of the greatest athletic administrators in, in the history of college athletics. He served on every committee. I mean, he's not going in. We're not going into the, into the Southeastern Conference. No, no one does not know who Joe is. I mean, I've been an, an athletic director since I was 36 years old. So we know every AD in, in the in the SEC. We've been friends for a long, long time with these people. So it's not like, hey, we're coming in here. We're here this year. We've been look, listening, learning, but we have a chance to come in. And uh, Commissioner Sankey's the greatest commissioner in college sport. And his leadership is second to none. So we just get a chance to sit there. But it's not about coming in and hearing me war. We, the, he's set it up that there's 16 people at the table and all 16 have a voice and it's spectacular. The uh, one, I've got a theory about the SEC football-wise, Chris. Let me throw it at you. Uh, people ask Brent Venables, Joe Stiglione. I assume they've been asking you, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, for two years now. Are you SEC ready? Are you SEC ready? My theory about SEC football is not that the whole dang conference is so superior to everybody. It's that Alabama and now Georgia have been the, the monsters that you have to deal with. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, the Longhorns went to Tuscaloosa and dealt with it, beating Alabama. How important was was beating uh, Alabama, winning that game? How important was that, do you think, to to your fans, to your program, to – to sort of uh, telling the world, hey, we, we don't really have to catch up to Alabama. We're capable of, of competing with Alabama uh, on that level right now. Well, let's just look at from a standpoint of conferences. They're all secular. In the, in the, in the decade of the 80s, you could say it was the Pac-10. They, they, were the, they were the program. In the 90s, you can say it was the ACC in Miami. Right, and you can start to look at it's really from 2000 to 2020. You can say it was the era of the SEC schools. The Big Ten with with Ohio State had a little bit of uh, in, in the early 2000s. It goes; it's an ebb and flow across the board. So uh, for us to go in the Southeastern Conference, I think one of the things that the, when they say SEC ready, it's just the size of the offensive and de- defensive line across the board. They're just they're just they're their brand of football. They're bigger across the board, and you can look at it and say uh, uh, every time you walked in, whether it be Auburn and their run, you can look at Alabama and their run, Georgia and their run. Um, they've always had big offensive and deep Florida and their runs. They're just really big up front on both sides of the ball. And when Oklahoma played or Texas played SEC schools uh, throughout our history, they're just big up front. Right, and you can go back to the times that, that uh, when Lincoln was there playing uh, uh, SEC schools, they're just bigger up front. Are we, S- so I think that's what they mean when you're SEC ready. When we hired Steve, he looked at us and said, "Hey, we got to get bigger up front on your roster." And it's been a point of emphasis for us. Uh, Coach Venables was at was at uh, Clemson, and they were big up front. And they had they had dudes there when they won those national championships. And you can see the energy he's bringing and the mindset he's bringing to uh, Soonerland. It's We'll both be ready. All right, we're going to finish with uh, some quick hits. Going to ask you a question. Just 
first thing that pops into your head. What have you learned about the Red River game that you didn't know before you became athletic director? Passion. You don't know until you see it. What have you learned about the SEC in the two years that you didn't know before you started this process? Incredible leadership from our commissioner. And finally, your favorite moment since you became athletic director at Texas. Favorite moment. Oh, gosh, dang it. We've just won back-to-back Director's Cups for the very best athletic programs in the country. Um, those are huge moments. I mean, we've won 15 national championships and over 70 conference championships in the last three or four years. So it's been – those are huge moments uh, uh, for us. Uh, uh, you know, and I, I tell you, we're, if it wasn't for some geese knocking out our rowing boat last year, we would have won our third Director's Cup in a row. So a lot of big moments on campus. Uh, we have 20 opportunities this year to win 20 conference championships and 20 opportunities to win a national championship, and that's our goal. Fantastic. Well, Chris, we appreciate the time. Uh, continued good luck to you and the Longhorns. It's, uh, it's a rivalry like no others. I know that on the north side of the Red River, it's cherished. I believe it is on the south side, too. And um, so uh, knock them dead in the SEC when we get there. Hook them. See ya. Thanks a lot. Chris Del Conte, thanks for joining us. Uh, we will, uh, we'll see Chris's Longhorns on Saturday in the Cotton Bowl. Now, remember, you can get the Barry Trammell Show at all the places you get your podcasts, your YouTubes, your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, all those places. Check us out each week for a very special guest, none more special than Chris Del Conte. See you later.